No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago, I am your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quicks in the building. What's going on? My G. What's happening? Summer cruising, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This shit is lovely right now. We got a lot to talk about. We missed last week, so we're going to catch up on some of that stuff. Yep. Jeremy Lin is hot right now. We're going to do top stories. We're going to talk about Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin's out here wilding. Interesting. Okay, so we're going to yeah. talk about that. We already know how you feel about it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the big NFL holdouts, Zeke, Mike Thomas. Um, what's my boy's name from San Diego? I just blanked That's on why he shouldn't get paid. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, low-key. Then we're going to talk about the Cubs. Yeah. Road woes. Bullpen woes. Road woes is an understatement. Understatement. Like, one of the worst road teams in the league. Haven't won a road series since May 19th. Yes, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about Bears training camp and yeah. getting to the NFL. And Sir. It's almost here. Yeah, it's about that time, man. You know, I was uh, I was talking before. I was like, oh, man, I'm not even excited about the NFL because, you know, the whole NBA season was crazy. Every day you woke up to some crazy news, seismic changes every morning. And, you know, I just wasn't really ready for the NBA. But I think the last few days – I've been watching a lot of NBA, or I'm sorry, NFL coverage, and uh, I'm ready, man. But I do got some thoughts. I'm not as ready as some others. You know what I mean? That's what I come and do. I might have to, you know, fan a few flames real yeah. quick out here, temper some expectations. But, you know, I, I, I got I to keep it real with everybody, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Before we jump into it, what's been up? What's good? <laughs> man, not too much, man. Yo, Just I was getting some summer. feedback yeah. on the hour and 40-minute episode. They was like, yo, don't think that was too long. I was rocking with I, the, yeah, I never, the I, hour 40. I was like, all right, bet. I think we could go for four hours, man. People yo, watch it in parts. You, know, yo, you got a whole week to watch it. Real got a whole week. We don't, we, it's not like it's today's stuff. You know, we, we, we cover a whole bunch of ground. But, yeah, yeah man, the... Uh, and that that hour forty was effortless, really. I know my body hurt after I stood up, though. We need to move around. We might need an intermission. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, this, I mean, it could be less comfortable, but it's a decent. Spot. No, these are decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anything is comfortable for two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, give me your thoughts on that boy Jeremy Lin. Talk to me about that. We should play the clip first. You want to play the clip first? Yeah, we got to play the clip because a lot of people haven't seen the clip. Because I'll give full disclosure. So I'd I'd read the quote. I'd read the rock rock bottom quote, right? Like yesterday or whatever when he said it. And I was just like, oh, that seems like one of those quotes that was taken out of context to make him seem worse. Right. And then I saw the clip. And I was like, oh, no. The quote was actually made him seem better than the clip did. The clip was like the the whole situation. So... I think the clip, you need the clip for the context. Like 100%, you need the clip for the context. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to run the clip right now. Pull up the computer for us really quick. So he's speaking somewhere and where is he? He's in China. So post real quick before you pull this computer up. He's on like his post, you know, post summer tour. Getting money. Getting money. I don't know if it's like through a shoe deal or what it's through, but. You know, he's the first Asian American to win a, a title, it's, first it's off. Through the bank. Like, <laughs> like he's a big international yeah, draw. Like sure. Asian, he's the first Asian hooper to really make an impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. No, Yao, no, Ming, Yao Ming. 
Okay, yeah, but to win yeah. a ring. Okay, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Let me th- Yao Ming was a great player. Let me, let me yeah, pull that yeah, all the yeah, way yeah, back. A huge but difference, yeah. Yao Ming doesn't play anymore, and nope. right now Jeremy Lin's the only Asian-American dude in the league. Is that right? Yeah, I think that, that I Pretty know. Pretty sure that's yeah. right, right? I oh, know, so, my man uh, Rui Hukumura. Okay, yeah, yeah that's shout out, He's got to carry the torch. <laughs> okay, but. Jay Lin's in his field, Rui can carry very, the torch. There's not <laughs> No, I get what you're saying. I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time on And that, Jeremy yeah. Lin is the most famous one yeah, by far right now. Yeah, definitely, by right? far, yeah, sure. All right, so I'm going to pull this up really quick. This is Jeremy Lin talking, and I think he's in Taiwan. Is he? And he's talking to some people about his off-season and life struggles. Man, it's hard. Life is hard. In English, there's a saying, and it says, once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. But I, rock bottom just seems to keep getting more and more rock bottom for me. And so free agency has been tough because I feel like in, in some ways the NBA has kind of given up on me. And after the season, I had to get ready for this Asia trip. And it was the last thing I wanted to do. Because I knew for six weeks I would have to just put on a smile. I would have to talk about a championship that I don't feel like I really earned. I have to talk about a future that I don't know if I want to have. And honestly, it's, it's just, it's embarrassing and it's tough. I always tell myself, if I have a son, I don't want him to make the NBA. You don't have to deal with fame. You don't have to deal with living your life and having all your failures on display to the whole world. A lot of you guys here are going through something even worse. Now listen, bro. Listen. Go ahead, give your thoughts on it, and then I'm gonna give my thoughts on it. We can we can ride from there. So, <laughs> listen, man. He could have just as easy just came out and say, you know what? It's tough not getting any calls right now for free agency. My line's kind of dry. You know, I really want another opportunity to show what I can do in the NBA, show what I can do with some minutes, you know, things like that, right? That's the diplomatic answer to kind of express how you're feeling. To talk about number one, it's rock bottom. These are low moments in your life. Let's let's give some context on the Jeremy Lin story. First of all, Jeremy Lin has made $65 million playing basketball. $65 $65 million playing basketball. He just got off a year where he made $14 million, right? Split between the three teams, he made $14 million. Remember, he was the beneficiary of one of those poison pill, pill deals where the third year the contracts like ballooned up. So he just finished that, right? Jeremy Lin has played eight years in the National Basketball Association. Jeremy Lin has played 480 games in the National Basketball Association. So for him to be like disappointed and things like that, it's like, First off, you you have far outshot projections at this point, right? But as far as being at rock bottom, you've made $65 million in your career. You've won an NBA championship. You've played in front of big stages. You've been the man for like a three-week period, right? You've had an opportunity to show who you are as a basketball player. And guess what? It hasn't gone well for you the last couple of years. So maybe you're just not that good. But no one wants to hear your sob story. There's plenty of sad stories in the NBA. There's plenty of I never made it stories in the NBA. And none of them have $65 million and 480 games under their belt in eight seasons. That's a career. I was shocked by this. <clears throat> shocked by there were a lot of people like, I feel really bad for Jeremy Lin. This was some of the softest shit I've ever seen. Ever. And I'm all about 
the athletes saying what they mean, being raw, showing emotion. Listen here, dog. This is some of the softest shit I've ever seen. Crazy. Like you said, $65 million in earnings. It's a lot of bread. He's probably one of the most blessed individuals. And I don't even say blessed. Yeah. Fortunate. <laughs> fortunate. He's one of the most fortunate individuals. He's a he's a one percenter in this country, bro. Yeah. In this world. Is this a, like some this is like gotta be like I thought this was a joke. No. Nah. He's a one percenter in this world. He went to Harvard. He graduated from Harvard. Not to say he didn't work for that. His family came over, busted their ass to give him the opportunity to go do that. Sure, yeah, and he busted his ass to get to and the NBA. And he busted his ass to get to the NBA. He did all this, and he's on a podium crying because he's not getting any calls back from the NBA? Listen. Stop it. Bro. Do you know what rock bottom is? Me and you can't even don't even come close to talking about what rock bottom yeah. is. Like, for him to even, for the words rock bottom to even come out of his mouth, he said I'm at rock bottom, and when, when I feel like I found rock bottom, it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting worse. Bro, you were in the league last year, right? He's talking like he hasn't eaten a meal in a couple yeah. days, bro. Yeah, he was Stop in the league it. last year. It's not like the league has forgotten him for three or four years or anything like that. Jeremy Lin is 30 years old. And there's still a career for him. First off, he'll probably end up back in the league. If you play in the league the last eight seasons, someone's going to sign you, number one. Number two, if you don't get signed in the NBA, you have a great career overseas. Somewhere in He's Asia, play making a ton of money. Or, but listen to this. Or you don't have to because you're 30, you graduated from Harvard, and you got $65 million. Unless you blew it all, which by the looks of it, Jeremy Lin doesn't look like he blows his money, but I don't know. Right? So you have a ton of money. A college degree from one of the top universities in the world, a ton of experience, and you have a name. You'll be good. You're fine. That's not right. It keeps getting worse. You won the NBA Finals sixty days, forty days ago. <laughs> you had a parade in Toronto forty days ago, my man. He said, he, "What do you mean? It gets he, worse." He said he feels like he didn't contribute to that, which I understand because you didn't get signed on the first whatever. No, no, but like you, he okay. didn't play. Whatever. Yeah, okay, like, that's fine. But you contribute in practice. You contribute. Dude. You you wave a towel on the bench. You do rah rah. There's a, there's a couple other dudes that didn't contribute either. Listen, listen, man, I'd love to not contribute. Get fifteen million dollars and get a ring after a year of not contributing. I'd love to be rock bottom with sixty five million. Hey, sign me up. Bottom me out for sixty five million <laughs> right now. Yo, hey, right now. Hey. I'm ready. I need you know rock what I'm saying? bottom. Take me. Give me that Jeremy Lin yeah, rock bottom. Where am I? You know what I'm saying? I must be fucking <laughs> sub zero. You know what I'm saying? Like this, is, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like real talk. If that's rock bottom, no, then wait, damn. Wait, 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 wait. Dude. If Jeremy Lin is at rock bottom, then we must be in the center of the, the center earth, of the, bro. bro. We at the earth by the core. tectonic plates and shit <laughs> causing earthquakes. That's crazy to me. I have zero sympathy. No Who are you trying to get sympathy? And then the way the I saw, I read an article and it was framed: first Asian American player to win an NBA championship now jobless. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He had a job three, two, a month ago. He just got a check, and a finals check, and a playoff check, and he'll get a check next year. Just because you didn't get signed in the first wave of free agency, nobody's checking for Jeremy Lin. Dog, you weren't that good. You have stayed in the league probably three years longer than you needed to because you are Jeremy Lin. One, let's keep it real. Let's keep it one. Let's thousand. keep it real. You got that contract for with the poison pill, which I think was like $35 million because you were Jeremy Lin. Not because people thought you were a great basketball player or anything like that. You were actually the beneficiary of a situation. 
And now let me be clear. If he came out and was like, hey, I feel like I can still contribute. I feel like I should still have a shot in the NBA I, yeah. team. Yeah. No problem. Be humble. This crying and I'm at rock bottom and I don't know where it's going to end. And every day I wake up, it's worse and worse. Stop, bro. Bro. Please. And we're, and we're what, two, mo- three, two and a half months away Please. from the NBA season? Please. There's still time. You'll be all right, man. Bro, they got a Lynn Sanity movie. Yeah, I'm not. What, else, what more do you want I'm out not, of, out of like, yeah. life your last 10 years, yeah. bro? I mean, like, th- I was shocked. If you're bro. an undrafted player, you would love to have Jeremy Lynn's career and be I- done at 30. If he never plays a game in the NBA, he, he's a success. I'm sh- $65 million in eight years. And I was shocked by a lot of media members, people on Twitter, were like, yeah, I feel really bad for Jeremy. Uh, this, that. I, don't, I, I should pull up some. Like, Mina Kimes today on uh, Around the Horn was like, yeah, I feel bad about it. And, you know, this is what we want from our athletes. And what is what we want? Well, I hate that. Listen. Don't even get me started on the this is what we want and that thinly veiled shit that they throw out there like that. Like, I don't need it. Well, you, I'll tell you, you what. You know, I, you need. Come on. Stop. Stop it. I'll tell you what I think she means by that is just like, because I because I, I think I want the same thing. And if I if, if speaking for myself, I like when athletes are being real. Like if he would have been if he would have came out and said, I think I should be in the league. I think I should already be on a squad. Like, I think I deserve no, to be in the NBA. No problem, bro. Yeah. I, I I love that. I appreciate that. So I think that's what she She wants her athletes to be real and whatever. But this whole, he it looked like he was getting ready to have a breakdown. He was crying. I couldn't he believe it. He was crying. So He that, was crying. And, and that's why I point out that he's out there getting money, I'm right? I'm going to pull up some Twitter. As stuff. you're getting paid for this press conference right now, you're out there getting paid for this, right? He's not just going over there and speaking in front of a bunch of people for free. So as you're out getting on some press tour, getting paid, before you go to the next spot where you also get paid and then go back to the next spot where they'll probably pay you, you're, you want this sympathy card. I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. For a dude who really – and, like, I'm not even going to say he should be humble or anything like that. He can be whoever he wants to be. But, like, dog, like, come on, man. Like, no one's no one's feeling bad for Jeremy Lin and his experience thus far in the NBA. No one's feeling bad that it's been a month of free agency and he hasn't gotten a call. Teams haven't even finalized rosters yet. They haven't even gone to camp yet. You know what I mean? He hasn't even had the opportunity to get cut from a team yet. He'll be just fine. He will get a call. Somebody will need a point guard and they'll be like, oh, is Jeremy Lin around? Okay, he's played 480 games. Let's, get, let's bring him on. Like someone on uh, Twitter right here, uh, Chris Walder. I don't know who he is. Walder Sports, at Walder Sports. Uh... Lynn's an NBA champion. Lynn attended Harvard. Lynn's made a lot of money. Lynn's also allowed to be upset and or depressed without being judged. Sans judgment. He can be depressed? Yo, he could be upset about not being in the league. He could be depressed. Not that I don't care about him, I guess, being in, in a bad spot mentally, but wake up a little bit, bro. Like, th- th- stop it with it's this. Just, this is where we are, though, man. You can't. You can't say you can't criticize him for feeling this way because now you now you're saying that Jeremy Lin isn't allowed to have feelings. You know what I mean? And like that's 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 bullshit. No one said that he can't. We just said I started the whole thing by saying he can come out and be like, "Yo, you know, this is a situation." Like you said, I'm mad. I'm not even if he wants to be defiant. Like, "Yo, I should be in the league. Just give me a camp invite. I'll show you that I can make be one of the 13 right. best players on the team. That. I'm fine with that." Coming out and saying that he hit rock, and he said something else in there. I've hit rock bottom. I bottomed out. Whatever it might be, you have not. This isn't bottoming out. He said the NBA has given up on him. Given up on him. 
What? He's done so many First of all, let me tell you something about the NBA. If you're a hooper, the NBA doesn't give up on anyone. If you're a hooper, you, you're in the league yeah. for the most part. There's some politics. But if you go to or you can earn your spot in the league, Absolutely. period, point blank. Yeah. So forget about all that, dog. You, you you're just not a good ball. You're not a good enough ball player you're to not, be on the NBA. You're not roster. good enough to be on an NBA roster. What what has Jeremy Lin put up the last few years in the league? He's career average like eleven his, points. Do we got his numbers? Like, yeah. I mean, Stop. come on, man. Yeah, and how many of those eleven points came during New York time when he was getting thirty minutes a game? A lot of this Jeremy Lin stuff is getting a lot of like. It's bring it, it's it's bringing Carmelo Anthony into the conversation. Like, yeah. yo, y'all are saying you feel bad for Jeremy Lin, but when Carmelo's name comes up, you just say he's garbage. Garbage doesn't want to be a team player. Right? Could you imagine if Melo came out and said I bottomed out? I'm at rock bottom, and he was crying. Hey, are you serious? Stop. He might not be back allowed in the country. It'd be over with for Melo. It's already Melo doesn't even say shit, and it's already over with for Melo. Stop it. They, I mean, essentially, Jeremy Lin made sixty-five million dollars off of off of a, what a two and a half week stint in New York. Yeah, like if we're being real, right? No, off of really a game against the Lakers, that was on TV. Like that's that that's where he made real, his money from. Yeah, he got that fifty. He got a fifty million dollar deal. Is that what it was with the poison pill? Like it was something crazy. But stop, stop it. Let me let me look up the deal that he signed. Jeremy Lin contract. It was a lot of money because the last year of it paid a lot of money. I I, I can't I I don't know where it's at because I there's so many Jeremy Lin uh, headlines. Either way, up. either all, way, all, when it's all said and done, he's made sixty five million dollars in the league. Bye, cornball of the week, bringing it back. 100%, Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, hun, stop. the Darren Rovell cornball of the week. Is Jeremy Lin. Get a grip. Get it together. Get it together, bro. Uh, like I said, I'll, Plain I'll, and simple. I'll bottom out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, come yeah, yeah, spots yeah, with hey, us, hey, you let us know. You give come. me ten percent. That's six and a half million. I'm good. <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> Stop it. Stop, Stop playing. It's a lot of money. Rock bottom. Rock bottom ass. There's kids don't even have fresh water. Watch him get drink. signed tomorrow because somebody feels bad for him. They, the kids don't have don't know where the next. The Knicks will probably bring from. him back. People walking to work ten miles, working Not six even days that. a week. People just Stop. fucking having Please. decent jobs and still getting. Not even that, bro. People in the league like it's. It's not even. It's not even. Dude, it's just like, crazy. I, I I couldn't even believe this was a talking point outside of someone saying, "Yo, get a fucking grip." Get a grip. This is the softest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Facts. Yep. All right. Let's pivot. <laughs> uh, I, I had to get that out about Jeremy yeah. Lin. I was reading too much. I was seeing too much. Oh, I feel so bad. Like, nah, man. Let's let's get a grip. All right. The other big story in the NFL, or that's in the NFL right now for me is the holdouts. Yeah. I tweeted, okay, the biggest three holdouts, Mike Thomas, wide receiver, New Orleans Saints, Zeke Elliott, running back, Cowboys, Melvin Gordon, running back, San Diego Chargers. I'm going to shoot it to you first. Hey, two out of three of those men. Because. Who is the, like, out of those three, what's the, which one's the biggest deal? Which one, which one do you think needs to get taken care of? Ezekiel Elliott. Why? Hands down, because I think if you're the Cowboys and they're kind of, the, you know, they're in a position where they're, they're a contender and everything like that, but their contention literally solely rise on relies on Zeke. 
right? Dak Prescott, he's fine. You know, he can make some throws. He makes some plays when you need him to. He's okay. He's not spectacular. He's not going to go out there and win you a ton of ball games. Zeke is their bread and butter. Handing the rock to Zeke is their bread and butter. I don't believe in paying running backs. I believe in paying special running backs, and I got Zeke on that list of the very few special running backs who literally impact a game every single play. I'm going to tell you this. Carried him through the season last year. I don't think Zeke is the most important on this list. I think it's Mike Thomas, and I'll get to why, but I do want to talk about Zeke. All right. <clears throat> I, I battle with, just like everyone else, should you pay your running back or not? And I, I've come to the conclusion that it's a wrap for that, especially after the Todd Gurley situation. You just, you just lock up your team with that. The money can be dispersed elsewhere. The bigger problem is if Zeke flips your season from going to 12 wins, and if he doesn't – say he holds out the whole year, what is he, they're, they're going to win like seven games, right? If they're lucky. That is a reflection of the rest of your squad, in my opinion. Like you – five or six ball games should not be relied, re- relying on your running back being being 100% and performing up to up – to, his the, his highest standard. It is if you build your team around running the football, which well, is what they've done. But what I'm so but, what you're saying is in no circumstance should you ever build a team around running the football, unless you have a great running back by committee situation. But hundred percent, that's what I'm saying. Because you can't give, you can't pay these guys. You have to pay Zach. You, I mean, you have to pay Dak. You have to pay uh, Amari Cooper. Do you? Yes, Dak. You have to pay him. Dude. You have to. Well, what do you? Uh, well, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Not pay him. I don't know, man. What are you gonna do? Pay Zeke and then not pay him? Or I don't Amari know. Cooper? I don't know what you do with Dak. Dak is fine. Dak is fine. He's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I would wonder what if they paid Zeke, just picked up a quarterback that's slightly below Zach or Dak, right? Who's that? I don't know. You Who's can that, you Nick? can find some Who's of these. A I mean, how good? Below how Dak? good is Dak Prescott? But he's truthfully, solid. how good is he's Dak starting, Prescott? He's a starting NFL quarterback. I just don't think the solution for them is not pay Zeke. You have to pay Zeke. Listen, this is your team listen, as it's currently what constructed. What I'm saying to you is that it's not Zeke. I'm not paying nobody. Sure, okay. Period. I'm not paying Tariq Cohen. I, neither am I. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not paying none of those Unless guys. Unless he starts doing a little bit more, but yeah. I'm not, but this is not, listen, I'm not paying none of those dudes. Yeah, I think I think you gotta pay. I, I this disagree. Is, this is what this is I what think you, you don't, do. I think you pay. There's three running backs in the league who are worth paying. Who who are they? I mean, at that point in time, it would have been Todd Gurley. Because last year you would have said Gurley, but this year, what do you say? You're like, so Fuck. he got hurt. That could happen to any position in the league. He he already had two ACLs when you, okay. when you did that. Right? Gurley, Zeke Elliott. And I mean that might be it. There's a huge fall off after that. I mean Saquon's in his second year. You pay Alvin so. Kamara? Uh, no. Why not? Because just so you so you give Zeke the whole bag. Alvin Kamara, no, no, no. Yeah, you, just based you on just how the same. For, you play for 650k. <clears throat> yeah, based on how Alvin the Saints, Kamara's a monster. He's great. Based on how the Saints offense is set up, you can replace 80 percent of his production based on that offense. They cannot. There's no situation in which they can replace what Zeke means to that team. Zeke might be one of the most important players to his team in the NFL. No doubt. Yeah. So even if you take Todd Gurley off the Rams, which happened, you still have weapons. You still have a quarterback who can make plays in the right situation. If you take 
Ezekiel Elliott off that team, you don't have anywhere to go offensively. Nowhere to go. But this is what, okay. If you take and, Alvin Kamara off the Saints right now, they're a worse team. But there's not. You just talked about it. There's a five game. There's we could say there's a four to five game drop off with Zeke between Zeke and no Zeke with the Cowboys, right? What other players in the league that doesn't play quarterback can you say that about? No, I agree with you. So for that very reason, even if you don't agree with the philosophy of building around Zeke, that's the situation that they're in. What I'm saying is that if you think Dak is your guy. You pay him first. You, you know what you do with the running back position in the NFL? You pay everybody else, and then whatever you have left, you try to fill out the running back position as best you can. You go get an edge rusher. You go get a corner. You go get a quarterback. You have threats on the, you have threats on the outside, especially where the NFL is going. See, but I think when you Then you try to find whatever money you have left, be it $6, 7000000 million, you go try to find a running back that can fill that spot. You do not pay these running backs $15, $16, 17000000 dollars. So let me ask you, you this. You can't do it. You will not win a Super Bowl. I agree with that the philosophy. Last two, I, was, I read this today. The last two running backs to lead the league in rushing and their team win the Super Bowl, Emmitt Smith and Terrell Davis. That's 25-plus years ago. Yeah. You rinse and repeat. You run these dudes into the ground. As fucked up as it sounds... And as much as I don't like that it's set up like that and how the NFLPA has it set up, you get drafted, you run your running back into the ground for five years, and you dump him. See, I think, you don't pay him, bro. You just I don't. I think that's the case with, like, the Jordan Howards of the world who are going to rush for 1,200 yards and be okay, and, you know, you can find somebody to replace that. I just think Zeke is at a different level. He's at that next level, and there's only – Okay, he well, might be the only one right well, now. Where we disagree is that I don't think there's any level you can be on yeah. where you're in this day and age of the NFL. It's not the early '90s when Jerome Bettis was running around, and you know what I'm saying. In this age of the NFL, you cannot pay your running back 16, 15, 16 million dollars and twenty million, whatever it is. I don't even what's Gurley's number? Isn't it like eighteen or nineteen million dollars? Yeah, something crazy, right? And and expect to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. It just can't happen, bro. Unless unless you sign Zeke to the deal this year and they win the Super Bowl this year, and then somehow you well, convince Dak not to get – you convince Dak not to hold They him. have to look at their window. If their window's over the next two seasons, you can't afford to lose Zeke Elliott. Well, I don't know if their window's only two years because it depends how Dak continues to develop and all that. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, but yeah. I'm going to tell you this. They pay him $17, $18 million a year, and they give him that girly deal, they're going to regret it. Just like the Rams are going to regret that deal. Yeah. Um, all right. Mike Thomas. I think he's more important than uh, than Zeke. I wrote down a couple of things here. Mike Thomas, he's, the, he's plain and simple, the only dude that Drew Brees throws the ball to. Yeah. Period, point blank. Like 120 receptions last year or something crazy. Yeah, like pure point yeah. blank. Yeah. 29% of targets, Breeze's targets last year, are to Mike Thomas. Yeah. And, I, and, and I don't know this off the top of my head, but if I had to guess, like, the other 30 per, there's another 30% for, like, running backs yeah, and dumps yeah, and screens yeah. and shit like that. So, like, that's a huge percentage. <clears throat> he was number one in receptions last year at 125, number one in the league in red zone receptions with 24. So, like, and what do you do all day in New Orleans? Throw the ball. Like, yeah. they, run, they, they run a ton, too, but. They are looking to throw the rock. I love that he held out. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. I yeah. love that he held out. 
Hundred percent, he should have held out. He needs to get his money. He needs to get paid. The numbers back it up. He's a machine. He's one of those wide receivers where it's not like flashy. It's just ultra productive, and you know that that's gonna last for a while. Mike. Can't that's guard his, him. He uh, stays open. That's his IG. Yeah, head, stay, stays open. Um, and obviously, yeah, Breeze loves him, and you want to keep Breeze as comfortable as possible for as long as possible as he gets older. So you don't want to subtract any that's targets. That's the away real from leverage. Breeze. Yeah. Breeze, because Breeze is on that, like, you yeah, know, Breeze, man. like, you better pay this man. Hey, man, you better get my man. Uh, uh, like, I'm I don't want to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm yeah. not trying to we hear don't it. Care. You don't care what defensive player you sign. Nah, we don't bro. do that. Go get my man. Yeah. yeah, pay him. Pay my man. Pay him, pay him now. I got two, three max good yeah. years left. Go yeah. get my man, bro. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to hear that oh, shit. Yep. And to go back to the running back, I tweeted this earlier in the week. <clears throat> I said it would be unheard of. But the real kids that should be holding out are Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. They literally might get like 375 touches. Can you can can Saquon year. rip up the rest of his contract and get a new deal? If he doesn't come to camp, like yeah. why not, right? Yeah, why not? Like why couldn't he? I'm Saquon, I'm like and and every single Giants receiver I think went down this year this week in practice. Bro. I, yeah, they're going to he's going to have 400 touches. Saquon Barkley is going to get the ball like 55% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. yeah. And they're like it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably like, yeah, I'm not showing up. And we know what that line looks like. Yeah. Like, so. And, and Eli's not going to be. It would be unheard of for a second year running back to be like, can't do it. But. Can't do it. I don't know if there's clause in the NFL PA that says, like, you physically cannot get, like, no matter what, you yeah. can't get a new deal because you're in your rookie deal. Or I don't know what it is. Like, you have to wait well, now, that rookie deal is, year that to rookie, hold out or whatever. No, the rookie deal is all guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like twenty five million. Yeah, there's something, something like that. that has to. Yeah, so I think like he'd top, be. Yeah, like, like for him, Daniel Jones was like twenty five million. Guaranteed yeah, so for him, he'd be looking at like leaving like twenty million guaranteed on the table, and he might be look. It might be like, eh, you know, it's not the best idea. Yeah, right I'm gonna now. chill off that. Yeah, I'm gonna chill off that. But if your new deal is gonna be thirty five million guaranteed, and then, you, but like. Like I said, it but would be unheard of. He hasn't. He might not have, and he hasn't made enough money to probably make. To, you know what I'm saying? To fuck around like that. I think it's just never happened before. Yeah. But they are going to run Saquon Barkley. He's going to take so many hits this year. It's going to yeah. be crazy. Yeah. Same with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He had like 95 catches last year. Something yeah. ridiculous. Isn't Olsen hurt too? Um, either he's If he's old. not hurt, Olsen's 38. Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, yeah, and Cam will lock in on you. Cam, <laughs> Cam, Cam will lock in on somebody. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah. So that was something I was thinking about because I was hearing all these boys holding out. Like, Melvin Gordon can't hold Saquon. I looked at Melvin Gordon's numbers, Melvin, bro. Can't has tie he been Saquon's hurt? Is, is that his thing? He's been hurt a few he's times. He's been hurt. He's had, like, one full really good He's not year. good. Like, I mean, he's fine. He's good. He's, good he's the guy. Back. I'm like, if I'm San Diego, I'm like, fine, man. Bye. Like, yeah. Bye. I'm not paying you. No. Like, Peace. there's just, he. See you later. I don't see him having enough leverage. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a leverage you, you game. couldn't even name him ten minutes ago. So it's, an, <laughs> you know I mean? it's a leverage game, yeah. right? I don't, so it's I don't like, see, yeah. nah. I think Zeke, but I'm saying that when you talk about leverage, I think Zeke has a ton of leverage. He's like, fine, I won't come. Go ahead. Who's their backup running? I don't even know. Nah, I mean, I don't know any backups in the NFL, low key, that aren't Cordell Patterson. But yeah, Mike. What's the guy's name? Mike. Uh, what's the, the new guy we signed? Mike, Mike Davis. Montgomery. Oh, Mike Davis, yeah. Oh, yeah. Montgomery's the rookie. Yeah. James um, Montgomery. Yo, listen. Remember the white boy on Cleveland that was the running back? He was on the cover of Madden? Peyton Hillis. 
this is this is the type of like we could get running backs, bro. Peyton I'm Hillis. not giving if Peyton Hillis was on the cover of Madden. There's running backs out there. Peyton bro. Hillis. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Peyton Look Hillis. Look up Peyton Hillis if you don't know what we're talking about. After he was on the cover, he was trash. I think he did get paid too. Oh my God! Go look up Peyton yeah. Hillis. There's running backs out here, bro. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying. I, I just I've completely punted on the idea. If you're gonna try to win a Super Bowl, there's too many needs to fill with solid, good players that you need, and to have de- any type of depth to be even thinking about giving a running back major that type bread. major major bread. Yeah. Um. What about a short term contract with a lot of? Guaranteed they won't money? take them though. Like you, oh, like, like if you yeah. offered Zeke three years, forty million, he wouldn't take it. Yeah, like, Do you know, he's like, no, nah, I'm not taking that. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. Well, the Le'Veon the, situation didn't make it any better because he sat out an entire year and got yeah. bread. <clears throat> yeah, desperate, and he's in a way better desperate just, team. Yeah. The Jets. Yeah, <laughs> he got robbed. Bro. I don't <laughs> know how many. I don't know how many years in a row the Patriots have to do what they do to show you the blueprint on what not to do and what to do. You don't pay anybody. You especially don't pay running backs. The Patriots believe in like mid-level. You pay those mid-level contracts. Everybody, they have no hype. They, like they no one's a, like a high-paid player. They have a squad full of eight million dollars yeah, players. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and they're all good players. Yeah, and Bill's just like, you don't want to take this eight million. Fine, bye. Yeah, this was their first <laughs> year drafting a wide receiver in the first round since '96. Terry so Glenn, double, baby. Rest in peace, Terry Kill Glenn. Harry. Oh yeah, damn Terry Glenn. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's giving you Belichick's giving you the bull, the, the yeah. blueprint. Like, as much as his defense is overrated. He switches running back from game to game. And we'll get back to that when the season starts. Switches running back from game to game. Here we go again. I'm not. I'm not like Rex Burkhead. 2019 that, and 2020, that, the Patriots fun? slander is not going to be tolerated in this building. Listen. Well, I told him all year what was going to happen. It Patriots, happened. The Patriots. The Patriots sla- stop. The Patriots aren't going to be that good this stop. year. Stop. They're in that weak-ass division. They're going to beat up that division like they always do. But they're going to miss Gronk a ton. They weren't going to be very good this year, last year either. I never said that. I said that D is overrated, which it is. And then, right. then, then, then golf made me look Over, really overrated. Really, it's really bad. Another Lombardi. But Tom, they don't overpay anybody, and then look at what happens. <clears throat> yeah. They're just fle- they're nimble. They they can go. They can do a lot of different things. Well, they they, also- they're always. They're always deep. Well, what was the, as I was going to say, what was the one thing I wanted the Bears to do in free agency this year in the draft was depth. The teams that win in the NFL are the teams that can absorb injuries. If you can absorb injuries, because it's going to happen, it's not, it's not like, oh, we're going to have an injury free year. Like, it's like, hey, somebody important is going to go down for a good amount of time. Who do you have that can step up? You know what I mean? Who can you plug and play in those situations? The Patriots always have that. They got a great next man up situation. You know what I mean? It's just been always the next guy. So, yeah, I mean, we're worried about Gronk. Yeah, I'm worried about Gronk, but they'll find another tight end that can give you 70% of what Gronk was last year. They'll find some running back. Yeah, Rex Burkhead. They're all over the place. They just, hey, you want to come run? Come on. <laughs> I got 30 carries for you this year, then I'll cut you on Monday. No, You know facts. what I mean? Like, yeah, you have 30 carries on Sunday. You'll be five minutes late to a meeting, and Belichick will cut you. And just be like, What's your next my guy. man? Uh... They got a running back that doesn't run, James White. All he does is catch passes. <laughs> I don't think he's had a carry in like two years. That's all he does, catch passes. I think oh, they, they have, have uh, what? They have six rings, and I think they have – I bet you they have like three different Super Bowl MVPs that yeah. aren't Tom Brady. Yeah. 
Uh, didn't what's his face one wide um, receiver? You don't even remember his name. I don't, I know a uh, Dion Branch. Dion, shout out Dion Branch. Shout he got paid Branch. by Seattle. Um, um, uh, then the defensive player won it one year. Mike Vrabel? Or I don't, I just make that is up. it Vrabel or Brewski? Whatever. Either way, they what I'm saying is that yeah. they're giving you you don't overpay, especially these these this, this the skill players that are intermediate. But you also take their blueprint with a grain of salt because you, they have Tom Brady. They have Tom Brady. And that, and it's just like the ultimate equalizer. Yes, it is. It's just there's no, you know, you're Tom Brady. Yeah. So I think when you have Tom Brady, and that's why when they come with the Belichick or Brady thing, it's all I, to me. I always go into Tom Brady because Bill yeah, Belichick, if he had mediocre quarterbacks, wouldn't be able to do this. Facts. People that say Brady's a system quarterback, you're, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Then give me that system. Right. It's sign like, it's sign like, me give up. Give me the Jeremy Lynn Rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Give me the Brady system. Sign me up. Yeah. Give me that system. <laughs> give. I'll take that system right, right. now. So yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the holdouts. I am happy to see more people holding out. At least give it a run. Yeah, see what happens. Why not? Stay stay, stay healthy. Like, I heard people getting – there was people that were trying to make a big deal of Zeke going down. Like, so, you know, Zeke's not He's going – Cabo. He's going to Cabo instead of going to training camp. <laughs> yeah. And if you remember, when he was suspended, he went down there. And he came back shredded up. Yeah. So it's not like he's going down there to fuck around. Yeah, that's where he, he did. That, yeah, he did that before. He came back ready. So that's not a big deal. Yeah. The first hit a running back should take is week one. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, maybe a couple hits in the preseason just so. He needs I a couple preseason. He, he yeah, can't be tackled for the first a time. A little bit. Then, yeah. But, like, I mean, outside of that. Yeah. Keep that boy on the sideline. It's like a quarterback. Straight up. All right, you want to talk about these Cubbies, bro? Cubbies. Yeah, go ahead, man. You going to rotate? Yeah, what's up with the Cubs, man? It's a roller coaster, bro. So. They've blown. They they blow. All four games they lost last week were blown saves. Yeah. They Kim, blew them. Had a lead and blew them. Stropey blew some. It's funny with Kimbrel. That, like arm hang thing I think is so cool when he's dealing yeah and when he's getting smacked you just I'm like, hate it I hate you it hate it I'm like yo listen bro like stop doing that shit and start getting some outs you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. like that shit really bothers me for some reason but it is what it is and he's still getting in the groove he just essentially he's I don't even know how many appearances it is I would it's under 15 you know what I mean how many saves has he blown not that many I, I off the top of my head I would say Three, yeah, um, and one was yesterday, the other day on Sunday night, yeah, or Saturday night, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all four games they lost last week were blown up by the pull, or were blown by the bullpen. Strope, Cshek, like just Chatwood. Standard on shit. the radio today, they were talking. You cannot put Strope in any pressure situation, in any high right? leverage inning. You can't. We can't put him in right any high now, leverage situation. Not in the eighth. He like needs he, to be running out there three zero. Yeah, and just get his confidence up. Like, what happened to Carl Edwards Jr.? He's a, he's a head case. He he's he, is he just he can't get out of his own head. Dude, he can't get out of his own head. He can't throw strikes. His delivery changes all the time. Yeah. He's double tapping, almost balking when he's it's, delivering a rock. It's just like, mental. It seems mental to me, but I don't know. Um, I don't want to bash 
Carl Edwards because I want to see him get back. He has, I think he has some arm talent, but he he. It looks like he needs a lot of work. Yeah, mentally and it'll <clears throat> all tie together. Um, on the road, the Cubs are twenty and thirty-one. That's just bad. It's like eleven games. <laughs> bottom bottom of the league, bad. Yeah, like the Marlins are like. 20 and 31, yeah. 20 and 30, or 20 and 32. Fit, no. Like, right, they're, like, almost the same. Yeah. It's the one of the worst road records in the NL, period. That has a lot to do. <laughs> it's funny because everything is so magnified on the road, right? Like, the bullpen, super magnified on the road. We got beat up in Milwaukee. And it was worse because it was in Milwaukee. But that gets magnified. All Joe Madden's decisions get magnified. And it's funny because we get home and we start cruise controlling. And then, like, the talk the talk slows down because then the bullpen seems to just pitch a lot better at home. On the road, the bullpen's ERA is five and a half. And at home, I think it's almost a full run and change less. Yeah. So they pitch a lot better at home. The whole squad plays better at home. So it's like this, and it's really a roller coaster because when we're at home, the Cubs are high, everyone's talking positive, Joe Madden's no longer on the hot seat. We go on the road, we blow two games in a row in San Francisco. We so blow, they don't, they we don't, blow. they don't, they don't hear it. Like, yeah, so they it's don't like, hear the noise. It's like every other week, yeah. it's up and down. So it's just like a, it's a really interesting season, and it goes back to what did we talk about in the beginning of the season? The bullpen. Yeah. It's always been the same problem. We talked about how shit doesn't fix itself. Yep. And look at where we are. Yep. We didn't fix it. We waited to get Kimbrell. Now he's still getting in the groove. We're, we're still having a problem with the bullpen. It's about to be August 1st. <laughs> and you know what? We're, and we're going to have a problem with the bullpen. And it's only going to get worse as we're in the tightest race in the league between us, St. Louis, the Brewers, and the wild card. That you shouldn't even be in. It's already tight as it is, and that's only going to be worse for guys like Strope and the bullpen when it gets that. Like, can you imagine putting Strope in a situation where we have to, we have to get two innings to win the division? Could you imagine putting the Cubs in a situation where they have to go on road to win the division? This is what I'm saying. So, listen, I, I digested a, a good amount of Cubs talk radio today. Yeah. And it reminded me of, of everything I always knew is that Cubs fans are terrible. The conversation around <laughs> Cubs fans are terrible. And when what shit goes mean, wrong, what do you, what do you they mean just, by that? When shit goes wrong, they tend to look in the wrong direction. So one of the arguments that I heard on the radio today. So first of all, when are y'all going to start blaming Theo? And let me hear them. Hear me out. This is what I heard on the I'm radio gonna, today. I'm going to give you the schedule. This is what I heard on the radio today. It's not Theo's fault. It's ownership's fault. They told Theo he couldn't spend any money this summer. Hold on. I which, have, which they're still telling him, by yeah, the way. I have MLB payrolls up right now. The Cubs payroll is $211 million. The third highest payroll in baseball. $211 million. It's been so, that, though. Okay, so excuse that's no me. New, that's not a lot of so new excuse money. Excuse me. Excuse me if Ricketts came down to Theo and was like, hey, you know what, man? <laughs> um I don't want to spend a quarter billion dollars on my baseball team this year, so let's just keep it let's keep it below two fifty. Do you know how many GMs in baseball would love if their owner came to them and said, Hey, let's keep it below two fifty? 
Who are, are you battling where are you getting, with? Where are you getting the extra 40 mil? At? I'm just saying. Just, where are you getting the extra well, if you wanna, 40? Okay, if you want to sign some players that are, are really going to make a difference, 40? a $10 million player takes you to 220 Another $10 million player takes you to 230 Okay, I'm sorry. Let's keep it under 215 that's $3 million. Yeah, all right. Okay. You talking an extra 40 though. Okay, okay. So what are the Brewers paying in salary right now? That's who you're battling with, right? The Milwaukee Brewers have a $127 million payroll. Their GM would love to have another $90 million to play with. So don't blame ownership. The Brewers for saying, got a ring? Doesn't matter. Okay. The Brewers got a exactly. Ring? My point exactly, right? So they did what they had to do. They spent the money to get the ring. They spent the money to retain the players that after they got the ring, you cannot put it on ownership for saying you can't spend any more money. You can't spend more than $212 million when we just built up an entire city block in the last 12 I'm months. I'm going to tell you why. I don't hold up. Hold I'm up. I'm going to tell you why. So oh, who's, gee, he's building that so he so, can cash out. So whose problem is it that you don't have relievers? Who held on to fucking Schwarber after the – I'll say it right after the World Series. They should have traded Schwarber. His value was at an all-time high. They knew what he was. He's a fucking DH in an NL. So he's useless. You should have traded him to an AL team. After the World Series, you could have got the world for Schwarber to an AL team. Young guy on a rookie contract? Yeah. Price control? Absolutely. Should have traded Addison Russell when his shit was high. Right? When you kept keeping these extra players – Right when you knew that Russell wasn't going to be an everyday player at any position, right? You should have moved him. We knew that Javi was the man, right? Yeah, Javi's there. They were Javi to, is slot. Our infield is set. Yeah, they were trying to force Javi to play second. No, yeah, it, it hell no. Nah. Right, Javi's there, and you're not messing with Javi. That's the franchise. So when the infield was set, why would you keep Addison Russell when you realize he could not play a defensive ba- field position on the baseball field? Why would you keep Schwarber? We realize he's a 220 hitter that's going to get you 30-something dingers, but he's going to hit 210, 220. He's going to strike out. Why wouldn't you move from him? Those are Theo problems, right? What else did ownership do? Hey, man, we really need a pitcher. Fine. Here's $180 million for you, Darvish. What have you done with that, Theo? So now you want more money so you can sign another huge contract that hasn't worked out because the two big deals, the three big deals that they've signed out, Lester, clearly worked out. Hayward, Works out sometimes. Obviously, it was a big part of winning the World Series. So, you can go ahead and say that that worked out. You Darvish. And he's been balling. You, and he has been. You Darvish has not worked out, right? You can look at the big trades. You traded all those players to the Yankees to get Chapman. Great deal. Win your World Series, right? Glaber Torres is a monster. They'd love to have him, but they like that World Series ring more. But the Quintana deal? Eloy and Dylan Cease? And what have you gotten from Quintana? Nothing. Nothing. So, he depleted the farm system. Not Tom Ricketts. There's no hope. They're they're in a bad situation. They have the 28th worth farm system in baseball. So there's no young arms you can bring up to make this thing better. Your only solution is to spend more money in the offseason, which ownership has said, hey, we gave you $212 million. This is how you chose to spend it. Sorry. We're not going to give you another $30 million in payroll. But the Cubs fans blame ownership because Theo, Theo is like, Talk about chance being protected. Theo's the most protected man in Chicago. <laughs> the Theo Hive is real. Like, you can't say anything bad about him. I get it. He won the World Series. He did what he was supposed to do. But if you're talking about right now the problems of the Cubs, they have not made good moves since they won the World Series. No, I agree. And this is why I'm going to tell you Theo doesn't get a lot of heat. Because Schwarber... He wasn't going to trade Schwarber because we didn't – I know you said we knew what he was. We didn't know yet. 
There was there that dude Schwarber could have went on, and I, I I think we know a little more now. People were they thought he was going to be able to hit like forty home runs a year type type dude, right? That doesn't seem to be the case. He's he's he doesn't create enough contact, right? <laughs> you laugh. Okay, at bats, <laughs> create enough contact. At bats, contact, whatever, whiffing. whatever you want to yeah. call it, right? Yeah, big swing, Schwarber, but. We needed a big starter in the rotation. Theo went out and got one. That was he was that was the biggest pitcher on the market. Period. But it was a sh- it was, was shaky when they everybody knew he was shaky. Nah, there, it everybody, wasn't that shaky. He bro. was shaky. He would have went to he would have went. Everybody was trying to pick him up. He was shaky. The report it was we not. Won, he, it we wasn't won, like yeah. We you won Darvish, the U Darvish. No questions. Stakes. We won the U Darvish sweepstakes. A lot of people were trying to go get him. Regrettably, we won that. That's not panning out. The Quintana deal at the time, I didn't mind the move at the time because we needed another starter. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So we went and got one. It made sense. He knows the window is tight with all these dudes coming up on these deals. KB, Chris Bryant, is going to get paid. Javi Baez is going to get paid. He knew the window was tight, so he went out to try to make some moves to try to win multiple uh, World Series in that 16 to right now window, and it's not the the moves but haven't did paid nothing off. Nothing with the bullpen. So he Strope and Edwards are the same relievers that they had when they won yeah. the World Series. He addressed Edwards has been shaky. He addressed some big holes that we had with the starting pitching with you, and then going to get Quintana. The bullpen has been tight, and. It, it, it seems like he got a little handcuffed. Chatwood didn't work out. He went and got Chatwood too. That's another. Yeah. Uh, that's another arm that didn't work out. He went and got. They went and got Kimbrel. So like, he's been trying to do some things. He's just coming up L's. Listen. And I don't know that it's his fault for picking the wrong guys because these were the top free agents I'll in the sw- league. It is his fault because he's the one that picked him. At the end of the day, it it, it, it rides on him. I swap uh, fucking bats for arms any day. You need to. So I mean, again, not in the playoffs. The deals. I mean, yeah, in I'm the playoffs. Not, I'm not swapping bats for playoff. Uh, uh, I need, uh, bats need for arm, pitching in the playoffs. Arms. What do you think is going to be the ultimate doom of this Cubs team? It's going to be their arms. They got all the bats in the world. I you just oh you, you said I want arms. You want arms? Yeah, okay, I want yeah. bats. Okay, so yeah, I swap yeah, I bats agree. for arms. So bring swap, back okay, arms. Yeah, 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 yeah bring me you. back arms. I'm with yeah, you. In the playoffs, you want arms all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. So, I mean, they already have enough bats. If you take away a couple of those bats, you still have uh, Bryant, Rizzo, you know, guys like that in the order. Um, I just feel like, the yeah, man, I feel like it's always been, okay, let's blame Joe. Let's blame the organization. Let's blame this pitcher. Just Theo doesn't get anything. Theo, he just, he just kind of stays away from it. You know what I mean? I think at some point you have to put it on him for evolving. When this team won that World Series, like, yo, this is a dynasty. Yeah. They have struggled to get back in. They have, they have not had great regular. They've struggled to get in the playoffs, right? I mean, it's been like the last couple of years. You can you probably know better than me, but I don't think they've blown anybody away. It's been some like, hey, in the end, we're making moves. You had to make the Quintana deal to, for a playoff push, correct? Correct. So, and it's like, well, what's next? So another question that I heard on the radio, I'm going to ask you. Would you deplete what's left of the farm system to get this team some arms right now? Or do you feel that it's – just not going to happen. You think it, are, would, we, would they win the World Series? Well, there's nothing really left in the farm system to move, right? Yeah. So the, the there's question, something there's a couple there's a couple guys that they still are high on, but the yeah, question it'd be, is, it'd be it. 
The question comes down to Rickett, right? Like, I understand you don't want to spend any money, and I understand Theo's missed. But, bro, this is what it is. And it either we're going to sink or swim with adding. We got to add some players. So how bro. much money do you want him to spend? He spent $212 million. At some point, I mean, and I'm all for. I, I, I'll never, I'll never be on the owner's side. Like, oh, they're they're crying We're on poor the and all that. Side right now, no. Nah, but in this situation, if he had been like the middle of the pack salary, I'd be like, okay, he needs to spend some more money. The Chicago Cubs print money. Listen, two hundred twelve million. What? 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 I don't. Okay, <laughs> our salary is two hundred twelve million. What's the revenue? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me look. Why don't we look that up? Right? Like. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, okay. It does matter. Okay. What you mean okay. it don't matter? Okay. Of course it does. They spend more money than the Yankees. No, what? they don't. Let's see, man. Okay. Revenue in U.S. dollars. Cubs. 2015. They won, this is before we won the World Series. $340 million revenue. The year we won the World Series, it goes up to four hundred and thirty-four million. Yeah, you get all those the next there. year. It's at four hundred and fifty-seven million dollars. Yeah, in revenue. Okay, stop it. What's the, what's so, the profit? I don't know. I, well, yeah, man, you I know mean, what I'm saying, but like half of that is in salary is right. gone. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're not making money. So what man. are we talking about? I'm not saying he's not making money. I'm just saying the solution can't be a hey man. We need another thirty million. And if you're him. But if that you're is him, the solution, but though. if you're him, do you trust to give Theo another thirty million dollars for another top of the line free agent after you still owe five more years of you, Darvish? Hey man, just the just the gate receipts. Sure, two hundred two million. We get it. The Cubs, the Cubs make money. That's not a problem. I'm just saying that it, it can't just be oh, it's Ricketts' fault because he doesn't want to spend any more money. These aren't the cheap Cubs of old. This is, Man, the, this is the Tribune Co. Cubs. He paid $700 million for the Cubs in 09. Yeah, absolutely. $3.1 billion. Yeah, great. Good for him. So He's allowed to make money. If you want your team to continue to bring in $440 million plus in so revenue. So you're saying just go out there and get up to 300 million. You're saying go out there and get $300 million in salary. You're saying go out there and get to like $250 million in salary. If pick we, up another 30, if, 40 if million. We another $30 million yeah. to, to try to make yeah. a real run. Before we before this team gets broken up, essentially the core, we start Which losing some of the fifteen percent hike in what you're paying right now. So you want to up salary by fifteen percent, or what? What's the what's the alternative? Don't make the playoffs. What are you supposed don't to do? Don't make the play- this, this year. This is what I'm asking. About this year. Yeah, this is what I'm asking. Oh, I don't know what they can do. This isn't for well, this, this is year. This is for I'm next year. You. No, no, this is for this year. How? We're, we're, where we're, are they going to add more salary this we're tied year? We're for first of the division. So where are they going to add more? You mean like who trades a prospect for a high price no, player? What I'm, what I'm asking you is for who? Syndergaard? <laughs> well, th- I mean, the money would be, would come next year because it's, it's you know what I'm saying. There's not free agents just laying around. Yeah, right now, yeah, right? exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he did that. With, and but here's the thing, he did. Did he not just? He went and got Kimbrel. He gave another 15 million for Craig Kimbrel. Craig Kimbrel. With a lot of that money we got back from Zobris being heartbroken, we got that money back. And well, that's a story for another day. Too, but that's some of, of the money. Of but, that, but that's some of the money that went back to Kimbrough. That went to Kimbrough, right? So, like, what I'm saying is, listen, I get it, and you make a lot of valid points, and I get that the salary is already up to 211 plus million, right? You're saying Theo should have a blank check. I'm saying that Theo should have. What did we talk about before the season started? We need bullpen. 
It's August 1st. We need bullpen. You know what we're going to need? So in, you know whose what responsibility you know what, is that? You know what we're going to need in September? Bullpen. bullpen. So or, what do you want? Or a ticket home. Or a ticket home. So, so whose fault is that? Who put the fucking team together? He missed. He missed on a couple things. I get it. I get <laughs> he what, missed. It's so soft. You see, even you just did it right listen, there. He he missed. He made a mistake. Like, get listen, the fuck out of here. But, <laughs> Say it like it is, dude. Are you no, serious no, no, right listen, now? No, listen. Look, he listen to how you're talking about no, no, but He listen, missed. But listen. He missed. What do you do when... Garbage you know, missed, Okay, too. but no, no, no. But, like, put it, uh, this might be a bad analogy, but this is, kind of, this is all that's come to my head. Like, shooters shoot, right? If you pull up and you miss your first 10 jumpers, so then what? You just pack it in and go sit down the rest of the year? We're talking about shooting basketballs. We're talking no, no, about but, shooting no, but $10 million contracts. But listen to me. So you either... You so either, then why didn't he take a shot on the cl- on relief pitching at the beginning of the year when they needed it? He wasn't shooting the, then. The money was He was shooting at the up. wrong That's basket. What saying. He was, But That's it was a problem point. last year, too. Going into the year, it's been a problem. It was a problem. It's a problem all ever winter. since Chapman was gone, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, been a problem. So all... for two years, it's been a problem. So for two years, he did, he doesn't have to take that shot. He can get away with not a, and it wasn't a problem that was getting better. So if we started the year talking about it, right? We started the year talking about it, meaning that we knew going into the year it was a problem, knowing that knowing that we knew at the end of last year it was a problem. Why is he getting a pass? If you're in charge of something, right? And it's a problem for eight was, months. We had a How lot long of, we going to be like, had, hey, man, it's we okay. Had, we we, we had know. a lot of things to address. No. We said we had one thing. They had one thing to address at the beginning of the year. Everything and, else looks and, and good. did address You it. have top-line starters. You he have top-line bats. He added Chatwood. You have depth. He added Montgomery, which didn't work. Like, a lot of the pieces that he was, he added to the bullpen. So, he made the wrong out. move. So, he, he made the – Okay. So, he fucked up. Listen. Okay. You're right. Let me – What you're saying is Cubs fans aren't saying that enough. They're, they're, they're doing Epstein what they do. fucked up the bullpen. He added the wrong players. He's made some mistakes going forward. I agree with you. Let's get that out there. Theo deserves a large part of the blame for Theo how this season's going. Theo deserves some blame for what's going on. Large part. I understand what you mean. But going into this season, as, as, as recent as this year, the bullpen was in trouble and we didn't do anything to address it. Theo didn't. And... He also wasn't given any more dollars to address that. He was. He was given $15 million a month ago. Listen, <clears throat> if you're you're a regional manager for Sprint, a store needs some more workers, but overhead's like, bro, I can't give them to you. The store's going to struggle because you, you can't. You, what can you do? I make it happen. I find a way to move some oh, pieces around. I find it. a way. That's a, Those are real problems. That I find a, a way problem. to move some people around. I can't spend anymore, but this is what I got. Okay, I turned this into that. But when you, but when you say you give one, you give one salesperson a bowling brook, displaying starts to fall off a little bit. That th- th- this is then what I happens, take someone bro. from Gurney. I mean, like, <laughs> what are you gonna do, bro? That that's the thing. That's but that's the thing. That's the that's leadership. That's the crisis of leadership that he's going through. That's what happens when you're in charge. You are paid to make those decisions. You are paid to say, hey, this is what you have, and you need to turn into this. Okay. Okay, fair enough. If the answer were simple, you wouldn't need a Theo Epstein. We're going around in circles, right? I agree with you. He can't get all the praise and get none of the blame. What you're saying. But then that's true. I agree with that. He doesn't get enough blame. Theo Epstein doesn't get enough blame. Okay. We're clear on that, and I agree yeah. with you on that. But 
Your boss has to have your back. Who is Theo's boss? Tom Ricketts. Tom Ricketts. I yo, like I'm sure they've had a conversation. Like y'all made some bad moves, but like yo, th- these are some more moves that we can make to get back on track. And it seems like Tom Ricketts doesn't. Ricketts have his doesn't want to he hear that shit. Ten million dollars a year to run the Cubs listen, right now. This is what I'm going to tell you. Look, listen. Ricketts is a businessman, and that we got a world, we got a World Series. They're going to continue to print money. If he doesn't want to spend any money, if he purely doesn't feel like spending it, then cool. But that's he's it. spending it to the tune of two hundred eleven million dollars. It's all relative. You can't just be like, oh, let's just relative to other teams in baseball. They have the third highest payroll in baseball. He was given a budget. The budget was hit, and the, they're not succeeding. So it's either punt the rest of it's. It's either. Is either punt the full season, which we're looking like we're about to do, or you, or you, or you open up the book and spend some more money. Let me flip this on you. But you're in charge of some people, right? And you set the budget, right? And three quarters of the year, they come to you and they say, "Sean, man, uh, we're not going to hit with this particular budget, right?" Yeah. And your budget is one of the highest in the industry, so you know you pay more than they pay over there, and they're doing just fine. Who, what are you going to do? Is your first answer to say, I'm going to give you a bigger budget? Or is to look at that person and say, why couldn't you get it done with what was already a bigger budget than everybody else if had? If you're asking me, yeah. and I want my team to win, and I got a bank full of money, I'm going to give you some more money. No questions asked. No question asked. Wow. Because I want my team to win, and I want my team to try to capitalize on this window where we have Javi Baez making pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So if you're asking me, if I'm if I'm if, if the team I bought for 900 mil is now worth 3.1 billion, from a team that you put together in a farm system that you you brought up from from nothing, created, we won a World Series and now my revenue has gone up a hundred million dollars four years in a row. From 2000 2015 it was 350 and now for the four for the last four years it's been 450 million dollars plus. And I come to you and say, hey, bro, I know I'm at my budget, but I fucked up and I need some more help. I'm going to give you some more money. Then I give you the money for your closer. And then you come back to me a two, a three weeks later and say, hey, I still need more money. I at what to, point do you say? I, that's what I'm saying. He had to come to him for Kimbrell, right? Well, he had to ask for Kimbrell. Like some I of said, that is offset by Zobris, but yes. Zobris wasn't making $15 million a year. Zobris making a good amount of money. Yeah, well, he needs to come back and do his job. But listen. That if you're if you're gonna put it to me like that, I'm coming out more money. But me, that's me. Let me ask you a question. Actually, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that's 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 it. All right. If, if I got a team, my leader, first off, has made me bundles and bundles of more money since he's got here. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. As much as we're talking about Theo fucking up, he's made Ricketts. He's won a World Series and he's made Ricketts bundles of cash. Ricketts is also. Spent a lot of money on his team. How many? They've signed three hundred million dollar contracts. I just told you that the team he bought it for nine hundred. It's worth three point one. That's great. So what are you talking about? I'm just you're acting. We're acting as if the, like Theo did not have a great situation where the owner was willing to spend money. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So there has to be. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. There has to be a give and a take here. There is. I I understand. What, listen, I see both sides, but from <laughs> my point of view, it seems. He's made you. You've ton, he made the, he made the Cubs tons and tons of bread. He fucked off a couple contracts. Players haven't panned out, but essentially, 
I don't know that this conversation happened, but essentially my guess is that Theo went, this is before the season started, he went to Ricketts. He's like, my Nick, we don't address this bullpen. We're gonna not we're not gonna make the playoffs. And you can go ahead and punt the Well, I I wouldn't say it was that strong, but he's gonna he say, Hey, the bullpen's gonna be this is what I a need. big question mark. And for us to try to push and lock up the division and do all that, especially with the Brewers coming on like they have been, the Cardinals are never gonna go away till we die. So like <laughs> this is what we need to address. And if you don't want to address it and you want to go with what we got, there's going to be a bumpy road. And I'm sure and I, my guess is Rigas was like, let's rock with what we got. I don't want to spend any more money. Then it, it we could have, because you realize we could have had Kimbrel yeah. months ago, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. so we're late any, there. You could have had him at any point during the season. We're, la- we're, working. we're late there yeah. because we could have grabbed him earlier. So then he, he felt some pressure. Theo got some leverage and he was able to pull that off. But yeah, man, I think it's, it's tough. I like the conversation, though. It is a, it is a good. It's just Cubs fans, man. You know, I'm used to it, though. So I Speaking mean, of the Brewers, though, they had a stat today. Over his last 162 games, so over the last full season that he's played, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> Yelich is hitting Yo, 345 guy. with 61 home runs. <laughs> and like a, a – yeah, over his well, last like full season, if you took like you think, from today, his last 162 games that he's yeah. played in, he's in 345 with 62 home runs yeah. and some crazy other slash lines that are OPS, you know like OPS like, like over a, a 1200. Yeah. Or something. No, it was 1200. <laughs> like 1200. Yeah, it's 1200. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. It's he's, crazy. He's filthy. He's crazy. The other night when he hit that uh, homer off Kimbrough, yeah, Kimbrough was throwing him these fastballs and they were like belt hot. Yeah, why? And he fouled one off. First off, he was throwing them all fastballs. Yeah. I'm like, all right, like, but relax. Is, yeah, chill. And they weren't down in the zone. Like, he yeah. wasn't painting. He, well, like, he was giving him something to hit. He threw him this high fastball, <clears throat> and I was just like, he keeps throwing him these pitches. It's a wrap for all this. He fired it, and it was a wrap. Yeah. So, yeah, Yelich is a monster. He's a beast. Um, I do. So, wait, you never answered my question, yeah, though. My, would you deplete the farm system? For the Cubs right now, um, or what's, would you trade? What other? What I mean, what option do we have? I, I would. I You're would still like in for keep, this year. I would like to keep as many. Yeah, because we can make the playoffs, and once you get in the contest, you never know what can happen. Well, you, once have to, you, you have to play in. road games in the playoffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, you better hope you have a home um, field advantage. But yeah, I mean, I would like to keep as much young talent as we can, just because we're going to end up moving off of some of the guys that we have now. Um, but I think we have to do something. The trade deadline's Wednesday. Yeah. I think we got to do something to address. It's And the other funny part is Madden wants a bat from my, from the comments that he makes. And we need, we need arms. You're ba- so you have like, bats. They the just other, need to hit. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah that's they the just other, need to hit. There's, there's the problem isn't more bats. Yeah. That's the other back and forth. So, um, yeah, man, it's interesting. I don't want to talk on this too much, but uh, they sent down Addison Russell. Yep. I just wanted to talk about this, like, in sports, because it was on my brain about just Addison being sent down and his performance. The personal life being stable is so underrated in sports, and I think it needs to be looked at, like, far more closely. Like... His personal life and what's been going on with him off the field has been in shambles 
and that's partly why his game has been in shambles. Like, guys don't forget how to play baseball. Like, he was a killer for us for a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So his off-the-field shit is so volatile that it's distracting him from playing ball on the field. It's the Tiger like, Woods. It's the Tiger Woods theory. I mean, right. as soon as Tiger was That's knocked off that mental example. pedestal, it's different. We should have known that going into the year and just wiped our hands with Addison before the season. Well, no started. team was going to take him. But then He's cut him. Yeah. Um. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand with the question I was going to ask you. It's like, hey, if you're on the Cubs, do you look at how do you approach the Zobra situation? I think we talked about this before. Did we? I I brought it up a little bit. I, if I'm Ricketts and I'm signing those checks, I don't know the exact deal on like come, the you, money you discount. Need to, you need to come to work, back. dog. Yo, I understand you're. You got a kid dying or something? No, you need to come to work, dog. And I get that your girl, whatever happened with you and your girl, is not working out. The teammates here need you because we could definitely use Ben Zobers in the in the, in the dugout in the locker room all over the field as a utility guy. Like, we could use Ben Zobrist. Listen. Come to uh, – yeah, come to work, bro. Listen, if something happened yeah. with me and my girl, I could not call my boss and be like, hey, man. My girl tripping. Yeah, I need, like, three months. It doesn't, three months? He's been out forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it can't happen. Like, I don't know if any job you ever work, if that's been the situation. I don't care. I, I just never heard of that. You know what I mean? Like, where you can just be like, hey, I can't. I can't. I can't make it. I can't make it. Can't for, come in. Yeah. One day, okay. You can say I'm you're heartbroken. sick. Yeah, Yo, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, heartbroken. Couple weeks. Sit on the couch. Most jobs not I, even, bro. Well, like, but like, you okay, got to take some PTO? You're yeah. On, you're yeah. on the Cubs and yeah. you've been in the league for years. Yeah. Take a couple weeks, eat ice cream, whatever you got to do come to back. cope. Yeah. Hang out with your kids. Get that shit straightened out. But yeah, man, I mean, if for me... Some people are like, yo, let him let him come back when he feels like it or when he feels ready. But I mean, okay, and on but on the flip coin, what happens when you make him come back? He's not even gonna be fucking playing up to par anyway. So maybe it's like a it's a I'm not really saying you make him come back. I'm just saying it for him for his own psyche. For like like for him as a a guy, he should I I mean I wanna be there for my guys and try to help the squad and I'm gonna Guys come back from all types of crazy shit happening in their life and it's like inspiring and you know, I guess people deal with shit differently, and we don't know all the details. I mean, we know we know about the situation. Right. It seems pretty straightforward, but, you know, I know he wants to stay back, take care of his kids. He's a deeply religious man and things of that nature. But at the same time, he also signed up for a team. He made a commitment, and the team needs him. Like, yes. that's the guy they need. They need that dog, that dirt, that rat utility, I do whatever it takes to win type guy, and that's what Ben Zobrist is. No you doubt. know what I mean? Big-time clutch player, like – they need that. Um, I've always liked Zobra, so yeah, I think it's you know. But at the same time, man, it's his personal life. He, he's not getting paid by them. He's not you know collecting a check or anything. So I guess if you're in a position to tell your job, hey, look, I'm not going to come to work, and you don't have to pay me, then. What what well, yeah, you can't really do anything. About yeah, that. if I'm but taking yeah. two weeks off, I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, man, the your personal life matters, man. It, it reflects what's going on on the field way more than. I think people even realize or give it credit for. So Definitely. You see a dude struggling, go check out what's happening behind the scenes, and I bet you it's a little tumultuous. For real. And I bet you the guy that's – I bet you Bellinger, is his his home life is sweet right now out in L.A. think so. He's probably chilling, yeah. yeah big chilling. He don't have no, like – I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Bellinger has a girlfriend or not, but, like, if he does, she's not giving him no headaches. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's chilling out in L.A. Yeah. He's not dealing with none of that bullshit. No, it definitely matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just wanted to point that out. You had a question, <laughs> would you be a Cubs or Sox fan? Like, what would you rather be right so take now? Take all today? your, like, feelings towards Sox or whatever and your feelings towards the Cubs out of it. Yeah. If you were looking at a team to root for. Because, like, in the way that I kind of looked at it, if it's a fan, what do you always want? Hope. Hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think on one I'm side of town. I'm big on that. I've been saying yeah. that for years. On one bro. side of town, if you're the White Sox, you can We're about sell, to get to the you Bears can sell too, the shit out hope. of hope right now, right? Like, yeah. Sox can sell as much hope as they want to. Yeah, big Whereas hope the Cubs the are selling, like, yo, this is our reality, and we want it to get better. But there's no, like, hope. It's no, like, oh, like, Sox suck, right? They're not good right now. I mean, there's been some good parts of the year, but, like, there's all these young players, right? Kopech's coming back. Um, I'm the Cuban Cuban buddy Luis Roberts gonna We're come in up, dog right? Fight right now. Yeah, like they're gonna come up the and they're gonna be a good team. Fight. You feel good about being a White Sox fan, right? We talked about it with the Bulls. Same thing, you know. You feel like there's no hope. I feel like there's a little bit more hope. Whatever. Um, but if you look at the Cubs, yeah, you're just faced with the reality. Like this is where you are, and you got to make it work with this. So, would you rather be a, a Sox fan filled with optimism? not taking losses hard, you know, stuff like that, or a Cubs fan saying, man, if we don't make the playoffs this year, we don't not – it's not hope. We have uncertainty. Yeah. There's hope. a lot of uncertainty. If they uncertainty. Don't make the real yeah. uncertainty. Um, Putting all my fandom aside, yeah. I'm obviously a Cubs guy. I grew up a Cubs guy. I've been a Cubs guy forever. Um, I would still be a Cubs fan because I still think this team can make a run at the NLCS. Like we have enough talent to make a real make real noise to get back to the World Series. I think that's possible to play the Dodgers again. Like that's real. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather be a Cubs fan, but the White Sox okay. This is where the, the White Sox have all hope. Yeah. Like before the Cubs won the World Series, we had hope, but then we saw a little bit of the hope on the field, and it was like, okay, like, we got some real, like, going into 2016 was like, we got some real hope. Like, this team could be, this team could really win the World well, it Series. It was a two-year thing. Y'all have hope on, we have, maybe have some good players coming up. If you, the, if, you're far away from having a really, really good squad. So, if the Sox made a leap next year, and like, Let's say they contended for a wild card spot, right? Uh-huh. That was would that crazy surprise you? Yeah, really. In See, the I don't AL? think so. Yeah, I don't. I In don't. AL? I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. With the wild card, I don't think so, man. Well, what's winning? They're the playing five hundred ball for bro, a minute. What's winning wild card in the AL, bro? I don't know. I mean, 80, 86, 86. 86 games. Yeah. So it. Would it shock me if next year the White Sox were pushing 86 wins? Yeah, yeah I would, bro. Right, <laughs> Eloy, you know what baby. I'm Like, you feel me? But Kopech comes up. Yeah. Giolito's another year Tommy better. Tommy John gives you, like, a bionic arm. So, like, I, if he, I feel like people – I feel like you should get you should get Tommy John, like, when you're 20. Yeah, he's – Just, so like, get it out the way did. Yeah. and come back and be he, good. He's a monster. Get, like, Tommy John when you're 17. Kopech's a monster. Just, like, like – yeah. Just go do it. The boys are going to play, man. Don't even get hurt. Just be like, yo, I want, I need to, I want Tommy. They're Dan. talking about what if the Cubs <laughs> fire Joe Madden and, uh, and the, the White Sox pick him up. White Sox scooped him up. Ricky Renteria, it happened to him again. That'd be. he get replaced by the same dude in the same city twice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild, actually. <clears throat> That'd be a dream hire for the Sox. 
Yeah, man. And he would be super chill. I don't think he'd get along with Kenny at all, though. Kenny's not with that. <laughs> Kenny's that, like, uh, that, that, that free love vibe. Yeah, Kenny's like, what is this? That, like, yeah. Halloween party? Yeah, Kenny's like, what is this pajama day shit? We don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of that, and and people doing crazy <laughs> stuff, let's move over to the Bears training camp. Yeah. Before we get into the Bears specifically, how do you feel about the NFL pre preseason training camp? Your big time players showing up as a show doing like crazy goofy shit. Yeah, I think it's stupid. But at the same time, man, like NFL players don't really get too often to express themselves and have cameras on their face without a helmet on. So I think that that's part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that I really do. Like I think they're about to enter the world where they don't matter and only they only matter when the helmet's on. So like whenever they get a chance to express themselves, I think they're going to do that. So I can't knock it, but I think it's stupid. I don't get it, you know what I mean, but uh, yeah, I, it just—it's yeah. just easy to miss. Your shit can, is easily corny as fuck. Yeah, it's just corny. Like I always thought the AB <laughs> shit was corny. Did you see the Jalen Ramsey? No, what did he do? He hopped out of like a Brinks truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, well, like, he's trying to get paid. The money's here, or whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and he had Ha Ha Davis on the mic doing uh, like the intro. Yeah, that shit is. I don't. I don't like any of that shit. I'm also not. You know what happened with Tariq Cohen? They said that Nagy. Set, talk to him, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen pulled up in like a Batmobile-looking whip or something. Did you hear about that? Did Nagy come at him? I guess Nagy talked to him about it. That was Tariq all Cohen, I about Tariq it. Cohen was like a fourth-round pick, so he needs to be careful with you know, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, no, he got a little leverage. Though. He yeah. know he's getting the rock. Yeah. He going to get the rock so much this year, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really like any of that shit. I'm not big on the whole, the whole pulling up in the helicopter to training camp. Type of situation <laughs> that shit. You know who it's like? It's like Willie. Remember uh, Willie Mays Hayes? Yeah, yeah. He runs. Like, what does he say? <laughs> what did he say? Willie Mays Hayes. It's like he runs like Willie, but he or something. What did Dude, he say? Oh my god, that's such a good movie. It's Major like, League. Yeah. Go, man. If you haven't seen Major League, you got to reorganize your whole entire existence. I think it's like runs like Willie. Hits Willie like Mays Hayes, Hayes Wesley Willie Snipes. Mays. So hey, let me ask you this: Which Willie Mays Hayes, Wesley Snipes or Omar Epps? Wesley Snipes. Easy, easy. Not even close. Wesley. Yeah, yeah. Wesley Snipes, Wesley bro. Snipes. Right? It was, he was so good. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. Omar Epps tried. <laughs> oh, Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> you mentioned uh, before we hopped on, Pace said uh, some of the free agents reached out to the Bears. What were you? Oh, yeah. So they were interviewing Pace today on, um, I want to say it was Cap and Company. Yeah. Um, shout out Cap. Um, I rock with Cap. I rock too, with man. Cap heavy. Yeah. I, I, even though I don't always agree with him, I like his passion. Like, dude will just start going off on, on nothing. But Pace was talking about like the culture and how you know people want to be a part of it. He's like, you know, he started off by saying like, yeah, you know, usually when guys are free agents, like they're gonna go strip, see what kind of deal they can get. He's like, we had our own free agents like saying, hey, we want to sign extensions. And he's like, then we had free agents from other teams calling saying, hey, I see what you guys got going on over there. Like, I want to be a part of that. So he was just talking about how the perception has changed and how like that whole culture and people want to come play for the Bears now and how different that was and like kind of that whole thing. So I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and just the whole perception of the Bears. Because for a long time, the Bears did not have a good like go play you there. You know type how situation. I feel about Nagy, bro. Yeah. You know where I'm this not. This is pace, a, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but Nagy's, like, Nagy's, Nagy's the one who's doing the, that. They're, yeah, they're tied, right? They're an extension of each other. Um, you know how I feel about Nagy, bro. That's my dog. Yeah. He's new age. He loves his players. He's hip to, to to what gets him going. 
he's not too strict, but he's strict enough. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he he he's the best coach we ever could have asked for coming out of John Fox. Definitely, no doubt about that. And yeah, that's music to my ears that people want to come here. Yeah, because then you know what that means? Shit, like people take less money, and they want to be a part of something that's bigger than them. Like that's the type of stuff you want to hear. Yeah, I thought it was cool. The whole interview was cool. They also had um, they also had Nagy on a little bit later, and he was on with uh, Carmen and Yurko. Yeah, and he was. They asked him about the defense. They're like, "Hey, like you know, what's your involvement with the defense?" And he was pretty much like, "Yeah, you know, I pop my head in there, make sure everything's cool." You know, he's like, "But I'm never gonna go in there and tell uh or tell uh, God, uh, what's his name? My boy from uh, Indianapolis, Chuck Chuck Pagano, Pagano, what to do? You know, he's like, I know Chuck knows defense. He's been coaching defense in the NFL for a long time. He's like, who am I? He's like, I hire them to do a job. I hire him to run the defense. That's his job. So pretty much like." I might throw something out there, but, like, I'm never going to go in there and tell him what to do. What do you think happens if Pagano goes to Nagy? Like, yo, I need another corner, bro. Like, we one went. What do you think happens? Another corner? Yeah, like, just out of linebacker. Say, probably say call you know Ryan. what Nagy says? He's like, yo, we'll get it for you, G. We'll get it done. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, he says call Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ryan's like, we'll get it done. Don't we'll get trip. it taken care of. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. You know what you Rick know? is saying? Huh. So I can't help oh, you, my wow. G. Well, there's a salary cap in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So. So can't help you, Here fam. Here you go, man. Bye. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, bro, the, the culture's flipped. This is the most – I was really excited going into last season. Yeah. I'm more excited going into this year. Yeah. We're going to – we have a real shot at winning the Super Bowl, period, point blank. I think we're going – like, who who can rock with us in the NFC? Nobody, in my opinion. They were talking about the D. Trubisky, like, the last couple of days, I guess the D been all over the place. Yeah. And I think even uh, Eddie Jackson posted a, a picture of him getting a pick. And Trubisky was like, I don't even know if I should, like, he commented, like, I don't even know if I should be happy about this. I should this be happy about this. But, yeah, bro, we ha- we're going to make big, big noise. Yeah. I'm not scared of nobody. I'm, uh... So I'm not drunk off the Kool-Aid yet. Yeah, like that was the next thing. Is. You yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but man, and that's just me. I was the same thing last year. Like, I can't, I don't allow myself to get too high. Yeah. I've seen this too many times, and I feel like, you know, last year I, I kept my expectations cool pretty much up until it was like week seven when I was, or week eight, I was like, all right, we're a good football team. Right. You know what I mean? Um. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we went backwards as far as win total. Um. No. But at the same time, Not I wouldn't be surprised happen. if we went forwards. But I still think the Bears have some question marks. I think that offensively, the second half of the year, uh, you look at the playoff game, like we all talk about the kick, right? It's all about the kick. We don't talk enough about how bad we were offensively in that game in the first half. Yeah, That true. type of stuff needs to tighten up. Trubisky, Trubisky needs to take a leap. He will. I just have to see it. He will. That's what we have to see. The biggest, the whole season relies on Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky gonna be putting up. You numbers. can't rely on the defense to get as many takeaways Maggie, as they did last Maggie's year. He's gonna have him hitting wide open. We'll boys. see. We'll see. That's my only hesitation right there. A lot relies on Trubisky. I'm not quite on the like, hey, we're gonna win the Super Bowl type thing yet, but I do feel confident. I just don't want to get that excited. Like, yo, we're Super Bowl ready. I just want to see a couple games. This is the other thing. I need to see some games. This is the other thing. Too drunk off the Kool Aid. Oh, let, let, listen to the. Ra- there's some people listen, drunk. But listen. People stumbling. Let us be drunk off the Kool-Aid. Like, yeah. 
You have to enjoy. How many that's times? Why I'm not, and I'm, you got to enjoy why, these yeah. periods because hey, I had to like, calm myself Browns, down before I came here. Bro, today. Browns fans, get drunk. Drink that's, as much. That's, drink as much Kool Aid as possible. The whole league is drunk off that Kool Aid. Drink as much Kool Aid as possible. Bro, they have because, a Browns reporter at ESPN. <laughs> it's Josina Anderson. It's live at Browns Camp Daily. But what I'm saying is that when you have the opportunity, when you have that hope that we're talking about. I don't mind people getting drunk, man. Go into the season, th- th- we're going to go 13-3. and three. When it's realistic, we would laugh at, say, Eli, when he'd be like, we're going 15-1 and one, when we, we, we were going to be garbage. That guy. But we have a real opportunity to be a real force, so drink the Kool-Aid, bro. For, for people being drunk off the Kool-Aid, 8,000-plus fans in Bourbon A. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, but, like, this is showing you that people yeah. are drunk off the Kool-Aid. No, I'm talking about people are saying, but, yeah. But yeah, we'll come back to that. Eight to one to win the Super Bowl. The Bears are locked in at Vegas. Yeah, Trubisky's fifteen one to win the MVP. So like, yeah, man. I mean, people are high on the Bears. Well, you heard some calls. Yeah, just the calls, man. The people are just the way that people are talking and all the excitement. I don't know, man. I don't want to be like fucking Scrooge, but um, I just want to. I want to keep my expectations at a reasonable level for this team. You hear a lot of Super Bowl talk. You act, it makes it seem like we won a playoff game last year. We did not. We did not. We still got some holes. We still lost that fucking Miami game. I'll never forget that game. You know, I was at that game. Yeah, yeah. you were at that game. You know, we still have some things that we need to fix on. I really need to see the offense take some major strides. I want to know what Tariq Cohen looks like as the feature back because that's where we are He's with him right now. He's not going to be the feature back. Who's the feature back? We have three of them. Okay, Mike he's Davis. He's gonna be a guy. He's not gonna be the. Hey, tell me, tell me Zeke your favorite feature back. Tell me your favorite Mike he's Davis not, moment from last he's year. He's not gonna be a, fe- a feature back. Is like what Adrian Peterson was. Well, what was your favorite play of Mike Davis's year last year? There's going to be a lot of running backs getting, getting rushes. <laughs> Cordero he's Patterson. Be, he's going to be a feature guy on offense. He's going to be getting the ball a lot. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, okay. I just want to see what that looks like. All right? Because they did, they, they, they did go to Jordan. Yeah, but towards the end of the year, they started going to Jordan Howard. Yeah, that is true. He picked up a lot of carries at the end, second half of the year. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see what Allen Robinson is going to look like. I want to see what Anthony Miller is going to look like. Taylor Gabriel. You know, I want to see what all these guys look like. If it all comes together, yeah, no doubt about it. It's just, I'm not there yet, man. I want to see some training camp. You know what I mean? I want to see some things, man. It's <laughs> not there yet, man. I feel you. I feel you. Maybe next week. Anything else on these bears before we get a out of Um, Did I see anything else interesting? Nah, man. I challenge you to do what I did today. I was driving a lot, and I listened to ESPN 1000 probably for like four hours a day. And you really get a pulse of like, Oh, yeah. What people are talking about out there and how people feel. And, like, the Cubs talk to me is just always my favorite because, again, Cubs fans suck. So, it's like you get to listen <laughs> to all that. Um, and, yeah, man, I, I, you should do that one day. I do it all the time. You do, yeah, it's just, Every time I'm in the car, we just listen to lot, There's a lot of nuts out there. I don't listen to 670, though. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of interesting shit. A lot of interesting it's a lot people of, out there. It's, you know what I was thinking about, too, which is funny? Is that we'll press the Cubs for the next... Month until they win a series. No, no, no. We're gonna press the Cubs until September, right? They start to get really bad. Say they don't make the playoffs. We're gonna punt them off, and it's Bears time, yeah. baby. Yeah, they so can't like, wait. It's a, yeah, it's like they can't wait. It's 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 a it's a really interesting way. It's just like they, they can't wait. Like the people are so locked on the Bears that if the Cubs, the, it's not gonna hurt as bad if the Cubs don't make the playoffs. Just purely off of the excitement that the the Bears is gonna bring. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Really quick before we get out of here, I gotta say thank you to everyone that ordered a hat, a T-shirt. 
appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate the love. Chicago Breeds Legends and always will. Make sure you go cop if you haven't. NoCatchUpChicago.com. It's live right now. Um, we'll be back next week. Keep posting. Keep telling friends. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, everywhere you got to go. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get it.